Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into the Winner's Circle Network, and this is Center Court. Ralph Sampson, Mac McDonald, great to have you along in a, another episode coming up that I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, we have found an agent who heads up his own sports group, Dan Morgan, who's going to talk to us about the billion-dollar industry that is name, image, and likeness. And really, Ralph, I think as we dive into this with all these questions, the thing to understand is that no one understands. <laughs> I mean, we should understand that nobody really understands name, image, likeness. We don't know what's going on yet. Mike, you just said a new industry, a billion-dollar industry that just started. July. Like- it's already a billion dollar industry like okay great where where was i when i need to be reborn again but i mean this this conversation is going to be just kind of crazy because it's out there it's the wild wild west i'm sure we all know that and uh i'm just dumbfounded of what's happening across the country right now especially with uh student athletes uh that go to college for academic education but also athletics and even in the high school so it's gonna be a fun conversation i'm looking forward to it yeah, it would have never happened in 1979 when you were considering which school you were going to. Uh, the legendary story of Red Arbach, who walks into your house and with the you know opens up the briefcase and the money is there. Imagine if it was July 2021 and it's Pepsi Cola. It's Pepsi that walks into your house and goes, uh, "Ralph, we know you're going to choose a great school." Uh, we, you've got a million followers on this new social media platform that, you know, we, we'd like to pay you a million dollars and represent Pepsi. Um, your answer probably would have been yes. <laughs> well, but, but the thing with that, Mac, is that I could have taken that million dollars from Pepsi and still going to college. Exactly. And still going to college. Exactly. Right? And played and got likeness. And then maybe the next two years going to the NBA, stuff like that. But I'd have made a couple million dollars before I even got to the NBA. Yeah. Here are the things and a couple of things that we'll talk to, to Dan Morgan about. He's our guest today is, uh, first of all, that there are 13 states that are set now for 2021. There will be five more in 2022. And then uh, there, there will be, what is it, six more in 2023 or later and that list uh, could grow. But here's what we don't have. We don't have uh, a standard, a name, image, likeness standard. And schools can literally use this as a recruiting pitch. And that's what the, the college officials are worried about. Hey, come to my school. You get the brand. You get a Because we're talking also some, some schools say you can license with us. We'll be your partner in wearing the jersey. But some schools are saying, no, 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 no. You can go get uh, with your social media. You can, you can advertise Pepsi, but you can't wear a jersey. So you just have to wear like a blue tie or a, you know, a blue coat, whatever your school colors are. 
So that's what I'm saying. There's no national standard right now. Well, Mike, you said state to state standards as well. No national standard, no state right. standard. Everybody has their own thing. It is the wild, wild west. But the crazy part about it is some schools are not coming on for another couple of years uh, or states a couple of years for this. So I'm being recruited. I can get paid out of high school. I mean, I get paid as a sophomore yeah. out of high school. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be crazy. All right. Ralph Sampson is here. I'm Mac McDonald, and this is Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. The college sports landscape was altered almost overnight. We talked to Dan Morgan, who owns his own sports group. When we come back, stay with us. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one. Full Sail University, great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sportscasting I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. athletes deserve full economic rights and we have to have a really good reason to restrict them here and there if we restrict them at all and instead their viewpoint is these athletes have only the rights which we allow and let's see what we can all agree to allow them in a restrictive way you're listening to center court with hall of famer ralph sampson center court is presented by the winner's circle network and the sampson family foundation Welcome into Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. Ralph Sampson and I uh, with a very special guest, a uh, uh, the founder, the president of the Morgan Group here in Orlando. When I say here, well, it's, it's kind of in my backyard. But Dan Morgan is a guy who's been working with athletes. And, and Ralph, right now, is starting to work with high school and college athletes regarding name, image, and likeness. So, uh, Dan, we have a lot of questions. Welcome. Uh, I'm glad you could carve out 30 minutes. You've been a busy, busy guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, no question. <laughs> no, not a problem. Not a problem for you guys. And you called, I answered, so that's not a problem. No, I appreciate that. I know you're probably doing a lot of interviews and with everything. I guess the state of the union, where are we now? I know July was the official date. Where are we now with, with name, image, and likeness in, in the states that have, you know, are saying yes and congressional support? I mean, as I said, we have a thousand questions for you. Yeah, so I mean, I would say the best place to say where we are is in the Wild West right now. Uh, <laughs> there, there are, it, it's, people are shooting from the hip. They're playing fast and loose. Um, but from a legality standpoint, the floodgates have potential have, have have opened for the college athletes. I mean, there's no, there's now no limitations on outside brands, outside companies coming in, and with the grace of most schools have it set up so they have their own um, compliance offices and things like that. But pretty much, if a school signs off on it and you're good to go, then a player in college and in some high school states can start receiving. Um, financial compensation for their name, image, and likeness. I know in Florida, for instance, high schools are still kind of off limits. So all high school kids, if they were to take money, 
Um, they would be, you know, pretty much barred from participating in high school athletics going forward, but they would not be barred from participating in NCAA athletics. Um, so it's really this gray area as you go state by state. Um, but for the most part, um, it's, it's pretty much it's, it's full steam ahead as far as, you know, there's been big deals that have gone through um, all, already. I'm representing a few college kids. I had meetings yesterday with some few other, you know, from big schools. I actually one from Virginia. Um, you know, so I've, I've been having the conversations and everyone's kind of asking the same questions. What exactly does this mean and how do we navigate it? Mm. So, so, Matt, so, Dan, you're telling me, so I don't have to play high school basketball, but I can play club team basketball in the <laughs> AU circuit with Nike and all these big boys control and don't worry about playing high school at all, but just go and play these elite tournaments and get recruited that way and, and still get paid in high school. Exactly. I mean, and now you're seeing these leagues that are off shooting, um, like the overtime league, yes, where they're, yes. they're going in and they're paying these sophomores in high school, you know, $100,000 come play on my overtime elite team and these overtime elite teams are actually able to play high school sanctioned exhibition games i know they had one down in miami recently they're playing you know, against an elite aau team so they're still able to showcase themselves to through the pros and actually get paid to play competitively so there's the overtime league i know there's a there's the g league ignite which is obviously picking up steam with the two guys that went in the lottery out of there last year so yeah i mean the the options as a high school player from how to monetize yourself have, have you know i'm here in orlando florida we have Mount Verde down the road, which I'm, you know, they had mm-hmm. six guys draft last year. There's IMG about two hours south of that. You know, these are already pretty much college institutions with, you know, every player getting drafted. Um, so I, I think what's going to happen is these schools are going to start having problem, problem, problems recruiting players to come to them. When why go up to Mount Verde where I can just go do the same thing at overtime and get a check for two fifty and still get the scouts' eyeballs on me to get to the NBA. Uh, so Dan, I, I'm, my my jaws hit the floor here. <laughs> uh, you're telling me you know of a high school sophomore who has cut a deal for a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, I, I forget the kid's name, but yeah, that that went out on on overtime. So you know he he's left the the high school athletic scene. He now plays overtime elite team, and for the next two years, he'll get that compensation. He'll play an elite. You know they they want us. I know. I know Mount Verde isn't really – I think they turned down playing them. There's no really no upside for schools like that, but there's mm-hmm. these other that are signing up these games um, to showcase their players versus those players. And it's just an option. You know, some kids are still attending uh, – there's a school out in Arizona uh, or a team in Arizona, but the kids are still going to high, their individual high schools, but then playing on one of these elite teams, getting paid for it. Um, so they're still in school. On, it's pretty much on an AAU for-pay play team. Dan Morgan is our guest, uh, founder and president of his, uh, the Morgan Sports Agency. I, I mean, we, we're going to cover college, of course, and what's going on and, you know, the state laws and congressional support. I am just shocked that high school kids now are figuring into this. So name image likeness in July, Dan, actually really, it, it helped the high school athlete as well, right? At the same time, the college guys were starting to benefit. Oh, yeah. I mean, and like I said, depending on the state, it's, you know, it's helping them tremendously. I know. Um, you know, Mikey Williams is one of the top um, uh, uh, youth players. He's signed with Excel Management. He's getting big deals while, while in high school. So depending on the state that you live in, you know, there's more opportunities where you're actually seeing parents decide, well, maybe I'll move my kid from this academy to this academy. The majority of the deals you're seeing are social media type deals where, hey, we'll pay you $5,000. Go ahead and post our brand three different times throughout your season 
And at the completion of that or the completion of each post, you'll get paid then. So a lot of these smaller deals are happening, but for, you got to think for a good sophomore in high school, if they can generate $50,000 in income doing social media posts, you know, a lot of times they're making more money than their parents are bringing in. I, I just need uh, Dan to bring me back to my high school days exactly. and, get, and give me a couple of deals because, you know, whatever it be, it's kind of crazy, but I'm, I'm, I'm still curious about, you know, the, 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 the ability for a young kid at, in the 10th grade that's playing AU. All these, I think 10th graders, by the time they're a senior in high school, don't even like basketball anymore and don't even develop anymore. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I guess I guess it's better for them to get paid now because they might not get paid later. You know, but but who's going to develop these kids, you know, well, into yeah. the players that need to be played and then go to the NBA or to college because they're not going to be any good. They're not going to be developed yet. Exactly. And that's kind of the one thing that I worry about, too, kind of from when my agent has, well, shoot, if you give a 15-year-old 150 grand plus another 50 grand in endorsement money, now he's making 200 grand, that kind of burning desire that, you know, a lot of the, that's kind of the carrot at the end of the road is that is that big payday. You give it to him from a, a young age, like, well, I got what I got. I got what, what I want. I'm kind of done. I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to develop. And you can see that fire burn out. So I think that's going to be a big, a big thing that happens. I mean, I think that's part of the reason they got rid of the one and done's. The kids were getting drafted and they weren't developing the way they were supposed to, going through the college programs. Um, but I think that's why they're trying to put some of these teams together to kind of help that development. I mean, I know if you go to Mount Verge, you're going to get developed. I mean, they got Kevin Boyle down there, a program with top assistant coaches where you're at a university. But how these other leagues shake out, you know how you know um, Kaminga will play this year after playing the G League league last year. You know I think that's going to be a lot of time. You know I think the the system will self correct um, itself eventually. Like we're not going to keep paying these younger kids to get the hype. Um, but on the same token, some of these kids are only being paid what they're being paid because they have half a million followers right, on Instagram. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we'll just pay him X amount. We'll get his his followers to watch our games, and that's just a marketing expense for us, even though we're paying him the money as a salary. Dan Morgan is our guest, uh, who's an agent working with a lot of players, college kids. We'll get into the college side too. I want to get back. Uh, so, Dan, I think the number now of states that have put together nil laws, name, image, and likeness laws. I think it's thirteen. I think six of them are in the SEC. But, but there are 13 states. Now, you're saying, though, of those 13, for example, they may not have high school laws, per se, or laws that pertain to a high school student athlete. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I believe if I get an example, I think in Texas, um, a quarterback, his senior, his senior year was this year, he gave up his senior year of high school football in order to take a sponsorship deal because the team wanted to have him locked in for, for the future. So his parents made the decision. We're going to, you know, he's going to practice, but he's not going to play games. And we're just going to start the NIL stuff now. So depending on where you live, big factor in it. And he legally can be recruited. Oh, 100%. I mean, because yeah. he can be a player that's taking money, you know, as a recruit. And, you know, I, you know I've thought of ideas myself. Um, <laughs> like, hey, say you're top, say, say you're Ralph Sampson, you're number one player in, you know, in, in high school basketball. Well, I'm going to go on Twitter. I'm going to put up a, a merchandise store with a Virginia Duke and a Kentucky shirt. And I say, Hey, whoever sells out the most shirts, that's where I'm going to go to school. And all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, you got boosters in there running, running the floor and the ceilings up, or, Hey, I got cameo, whoever buys me the most cameo spots. I'm right, going right. to that. The options and what can happen are really going to be endless. And that's why I call it the wild west. Cause every day you're seeing new creative ways that either agencies or, 
our, you know, big brands are trying to incorporate all this stuff together. Uh, so Dan, what is the biggest, bigger story, the agency competition (laughs) or the students? I mean, you guys, are you guys in a real battle to try to, you know, you, you want so many players, you're trying to get a hundred players in your, under your roof, under your umbrella. I mean, where's the battle? So, yeah, I mean, I'm trying with, at least with the NIL portion, like I said, the deals are so, you know, they're not going to be a lot of these home run deals. A lot of it is getting these players, establishing their relationship, getting them a good steady flow of deal. It's more like an audition to become their agent because just because they saw me for NIL, that doesn't guarantee me their NBA agency. You know, it's a one year per per semester type type deal. So it's really some agents are very scared of it. They're like, well, I don't want to sign up, you know, X player, not be able to get them any brand deals just because he's at a small school or, you know, where the, where the eyeballs aren't on him or he doesn't have a lot of followers. And now six months later, he's upset with me for not doing that. So now he's going with CAA or one of the big dogs in the game. Um, for me personally, it's been an advantage because I've always kind of done things clean and by the book. And obviously it's kind of a, the, the underbelly of the basketball world gets shady when you get to AAUs and agencies and stuff like that. So I think it has cleaned it up for agencies like me because now it gives me a chance to get in there give legal dollars to players and show them my services and what I can provide for them on and off the court while they're still in school. Wow. Um, I'm also NCAA certified too with the, the NCA has allowed it now. So you can have an agent in the off season um, to test the waters, to see where your stock's at. So just right, kind of right. parlaying those two things together. It's been kind of, I'm trying to now separate myself from the packs and Hey, it's a clean above board agency. We're doing it by the book. We we're certified here, here, and here, and we're going to try to out service the, the but yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you can see it was in July when it happened, it was a feeding frenzy. I know some of the big agencies have taken big players. I know like CAA um, got that uh, Apollo from Duke. Like I said, Mikey, the high schoolers with the Excel. So it is happening. The bigger ones are coming in. But I think there's still that fear factor of this is a top 60 player. He's at a small school. If I don't do a good job, he's not going to be with me in six months. He's going to just, obviously, get swallowed up by a bigger group that can provide the deal flow for him. So this happening is a huge deal for all of us that were ever, you know, potentially collegiate athletes or got to ride the coattails of other people and saw their success immediately lead to everybody else getting millions and millions and millions of dollars, including the school. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Uplift, empower, educate. Welcome back to Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. Great conversation. Our guest today, Daniel Morgan, who is the president and founder of the Morgan Group in Orlando. Uh, Ralph, uh, the last segment, as I said, just uh, you know, talking about the high school kids, we'll get to the college guys too, and whether the NCAA and Congress can work together. But uh, let me pick myself up off the floor, and uh, I'll lead you to Mr. Morgan. <laughs> Mike, I got so many freaking questions. I don't even know where to start, man. So, so we might have to come back and do an extended version of the show. But I just want to go back to the high school kid and that leaves his high school coach, because I love my high school coach in Roger Burke, right? So, I mean, there's nothing like him and the other ones that we know. But I leave my high school team, football, base, whatever, right? And, but I can practice with the team still, but I can't play. But I go to these, what I call barnstorming games or events where it's a tournament or somebody, and the fans come to see me play and pay, pay it to get a ticket, oh, yeah. but, but then they pay me. So I see how that, 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 that person does uh, kind of, you know, 
taking these kids and pimping them basically and putting them out there. So I, I get the best players. They play a game. All the coaches now come to recruit because they play this one type of all-star game. And that, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying, right? It's essentially, yeah. I mean, and overtime is kind of the one that's leading the way as, as far as that goes. So there's the G League Ignite, which is totally different. That's the, kind of the top right. kids at high school. And instead of going to college, they're going to play G League, a G League all-star team. They're just going to play all of their G League teams. Then there's this overtime league, which is different from that, which is saying if you're still in high school, you leave your high school team, you get on this all-star team. So we're going to have exhibition games. Mount Bird ideally did want to play overtime. They'd say, okay, we're coming for an exhibition. This isn't sanctioned by the Florida High School Sports Association or anything like that. And they come and they play, you know, even like ESPN. You know, I mean, overtime's plan is to, you know, they have a whole Instagram channel and all that. They're going to be televising these games and having a yes. whole whole thing out there for it. And, you know, all right, these five players are playing the number, you know, two kid in the country tonight on overtime. Go to their website, live stream right. the game. I mean, so so but so that, that that's crazy because now, I mean, years ago, you might have heard this as well. Nike and all the powers of be was trying to take the top 300 kids, take them to Vegas and put them on team and let them play out there because, you know, the top 300 is the only, I mean, the rest of them is kind of a wash, right? They, but yeah. they banned that. And then the, then the AAU uh, circuit, whatever. I mean, when LeBron James was coming out, we had an AAU team slated in Virginia that had LeBron James on it, right? But like two months later, they said, well, you can only play on a team that's 100 miles in your radius. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I disbanded that team real quickly. <laughs> but now you tell me they can play on any team around the country on these overtime and these G leagues, get paid, Matt, mm -hmm. and, and, and get exposed to not only NBA, but college, but also everything across the board. But also then my question is, I get paid as a high school sophomore I'm going to get a W9. I'm going to get some tax benefits. That kid can't compute one plus one, right? And then, and then I'm playing in California, Mac. I'm playing in California where the taxes are a little bit different. So I'm already spent the money. I'm the kid. I already spent the money. And I got this tax revocation. Who is handling that? Would your agency or somebody be handling that for the kid? Exactly. Yeah. So if it was our agency, yeah, we would make sure they're all compliant as far as that goes. The money would come in. They would make sure they have the W9 per state. And even with, with colleges, you have to do it deal by deal. You have to report each deal to the institution. So you have to kind of, I think a whole other business segment is going to pop out of, you know, an ancillary company will pop out of just keeping these kids compliant. Um, because like you said, it is, it's a full-time job. If you're, if you're a certain kid getting all these deals that are coming in or playing a game right. in Arizona, in California, a game in New York city, and you got 10 different taxes you owe and you're a 17 year old kid. Um, you know, from a lower income family, this is the most money your family's ever, ever, ever seen before. And they're like, buy this, buy that. And all of a sudden the tax bill, you're upside down. Um, so I, I definitely think there are going to be problems that arise with that and that arise with kids not having the knowledge of, hey, someone just Instagram me, post this, I'm going to wire you $5,000. They do it, not realizing, you know, say it's a power aid and it's a it's University of Florida player. University of Florida is not going to allow you to be a Powerade sponsor because they're already sponsored by Gatorade. So they would right, right, right. go ahead and just do it on your own. Well, now yeah. you're going to lose you know, your eligibility because there's no communication going on. So what we try to do, or my agency is trying to do, is just be that middleman of communication. If anything comes through, let us talk to your school first, get the green light, and let us clean up the back. Because at the end of the school year, too, you have to submit an itemized report of all money made and all taxes paid so they know that you're compliant on that end of it. 
before you go into your next year of school. So, Dan, I'm, I'm coming out of school now. I'm three-time college player of the year, uh, 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 high school All-American, McDonald's, whatever. I'm coming to Virginia. How much money could I make tomorrow? <laughs> right? I, so, that's I got a kill- million people. That's I got killing a you. People on my social media. <laughs> what kind of money can I make? I'm player of the year for college. That's a whole different stratosphere. I mean, I, I think for that caliber, you know, the – the Ralph Sampson's, the Tim Tebow's, the Johnny Manziel's, the guys that were really kind of the faces in the media and they had the marketing going for them. I think those guys could expect to get in the seven figure range. The guys that I'm kind of dealing with, you know, I have a, a client down here at UCF. He's a, he's a five star out of high school, went to Oregon and transferred, you know, now to be player of the year for his conference. You know, where our, our goal is to get in the six, fi- fi- six figure range, you know, not saying it's going to happen, but if, he, if things line up right, he gets March madness, you know, player of the year he plays right a lot of it's going to be determined on how the players play and, and get in their stock up um but you know I'm, I'm talking to a kid right now who i think we're about to take on at duke and i think just duke being a duke player alone the national spotlight coach k's last year brands are going to be reaching out saying hey how this we can attach ourselves to this program for a much lesser rate and then get all get all that comes with it so i think a kid like that you could have you could you could be in that you know 200, 300, 400 type range, depending on the deals. Now the Alabama quarterbacks, they're, they're, you know, a lot of it's going back to the recruiting too. And that's kind of what I'm seeing is and talking to these coaches is they're trying to lock up these brands that will sponsor their players that way each year, say you're a Kentucky point guard and that point guard's making 80,000 a year on NIL money. Well, he's going to the draft next year. So now you have a pot of money of 80,000 for marketing companies that you could potentially just baton hand off to the incoming five-star point guard knowing that money's going to be there. So it's a way to recruit as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. So I, I come in, I'm in college, I make $80,000 a year over there. So now what I've heard was that the universities, especially state universities, all the money that the state pays in these pilgrims, whatever, that's going to go away, right? So and then I'm the athlete, now i got to pay my own way to come back to college and play. I mean, I don't think those will go away because I, I think what I'm seeing at least is – one to two, at least for, for basketball, one to two guys per program most likely will be the ones that are actually receiving the money. You know, if you're right, the right, right. and nothing's really going to change for you, you might be able to get, you know, gift coupons to free food and free drinks or something like that, you know, appearances. But as far as getting actual cash in your account, unless you have a big following on, on, on social medias, teams, most our brands most likely aren't going to reach out to them. Now, what I am seeing, I think, in Georgia has proposed, um, they want it to be like, you know, say you sign a deal for $100,000, the player gets $70,000, $30,000 goes into a pot, and then that thirty gets split up amongst all players. Um, kind of like, a, you know, collective. So I got to share yeah. my money with my teammates. <laughs> <laughs> but really, what – there is no difference if I'm – the father of a Serena or Venus Williams or a Monica Sellos who started playing pro at 14 and, and went pro. Dan, is there really any difference than the parent who has a guitar player who's got a band that's red hot or, a, or a, as I said, a, a tennis player or a golfer who wants to come out and hit the tour at 17 or 18 years old? Is there any difference than really what's going on, except now it just nil became really big because of college athletics? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a great comparison. That's always been kind of my viewpoint from the agent side. I've always been kind of frustrated with the fact, like if a brand wants to sponsor a kid, he's just not allowed to because he goes to this institution or mm-hmm. someone wants 
invest dollars, you know, if, if they're from, like I said, a low socio area and the, the dad can't afford grade A training, why can't someone just come in and say, hey, I'll front you that $5,000 for the year to make sure your son gets trained? Well, if I did that, you know, I lose my license. I'd he, he'd get everything. Just, you know, so meanwhile, if you're a golfer, you can have it, as many sponsors as you want pop in as young as 14 and start paying for training and flights and they get a piece of the action and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think it's really kind of just been a barrier to entry, a way to keep things contained with inside the NCAA and keep everything, the, the NCAA money flow and not having these outside voices come in to kind of, you know, distract them. And now I think it's just, where we are as a society, we just have probably realized it doesn't make any sense. And they're trying to self-correct it while still trying to keep some rules and parameters. So it's just not all out chaos. Before we go to break, remember the days when a college basketball coach would recruit a guy from overseas, the overseas guy played pro. He comes to campus. Now he's, now he's gone for a semester or whatever. The NCAA would say, well, he's ineligible for a day. You remember that? Remember those days? Those days are gone, right? For the most part. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're they're I'm not sure how that would exactly work if, if they would bar a, a player that professionally played and made money. No, I guess they couldn't because the overtime leagues are still gonna allow their kids to come in and play. It's not gonna be equal and everything that we've done in college athletics in the past has always been equal. Everybody's had uh, equal scholarship, equal opportunity. Uh, now that's probably not gonna be the case. You know, some positions, some players uh, will have more opportunities than others. Building a game plan for life. It's basketball and beyond. We return to center court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back to the Winner Circle Network, and this is Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Our guest is Dan Morgan, who's a president, founder of the Morgan Sports Group in Orlando and is working very diligently with college and high school guys, as you've heard, as far as name, image, and likeness. This has been called a $1 billion industry um, practically already. Dan, I guess my question is, and I'm sure you have to stay uh, at least alert with the NCAA how they're monitoring things. And there has to be a standard, I would think, because I think recruiting, at least on the outside looking in, recruiting is going to be ridiculous. And I'm sure it, within the agency talk in the hallways, you guys have addressed this as well. Yeah, I mean, and there's kind of, you know, for sure. I mean, and, and you look at, um, you know, as far as the booster, like I was kind of talking about earlier, you know, cameos and things of, of, of that nature, go into a certain school. If you go to a Duke school that has 4 million followers on Instagram, or if you go to UCF that has 50,000 followers on Instagram, if you're a player from a money-making standpoint, you're better off going to the, to the school that has the people that will pay you something for like a cameo spot. You know, my, the, the guy I was talking to up there, gets 25 bucks a cameo and he's done, you know, about a hundred of them since this thing started off, which is just now newfound money that he's able to kind of, bring in um so i mean as far as the recruiting standpoint and all that goes i mean they they i think they're trying to line up different ways to package up their sponsors and things like that but just knowing that if i'm a quarterback alabama is going to pay me a lot more on nil than i would get from going to fiu you just look at it just from a strict decision of you know and that's what some of these coaches i'm talking to high school coaches and that's what their players one of the main things they want to hear in these pitch meetings is what is your plan to maximize my nil recruitment that's a different way to recruit, Mac. Yeah, no kidding. And, and no Ralph, I heard this summer uh, on a podcast, Justin Fuente, 
who I really like. He's the head football coach at Virginia Tech. And he talked about the donor dollar. And he and he was talking about the Virginia Tech athletic department that reaps all this money to help field hockey and soccer and you know all these other teams. But that donor dollar may switch now to their star quarterback or a, a, you know, a, a star guard or center that the donor will say, well, you know what? I'm going to put my money with Braxton Burmeister, the quarterback of, of Virginia Tech. I'm going to help him now and give him name, image, and likeness money. And, you know, exactly. so Justin Fuente, Dan, thinks that that could be an issue down the road. I mean, if that's what you're kind of looking for, too, it's like, all right, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a roofing owner in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And for the past three or, you know, 30 years, my company's put $150,000 into the Alabama program to be the official roofing partner of Alabama. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't I just leave that, that 150 that's going out every year anyway, and give it to a five-star wide receiver to be, you know, the official player of the roofing company. So you still have the Alabama, what, what, what you want. And now, you know, you're actually making a legitimate impact. Now, the legalities of that, you know, that's where I say you get that gray area of how do you kind of, but there's no rules blocking that or saying you can't do that or what are capping out max payments on players and, and things of that nature. So I think when you have these big schools like a Tennessee, who's kind of struggled in the SEC football-wise, you know, to get their program going, well, hey, let's just take all this booster money that's going out to all sports. Let's all leave and now we're just going to, you know, dump in and pretty much, you know, buy a great football team. So I think another great area, well, actually I've seen it, and I've talked about it actually with some friends of mine this week. So, uh, Mac, we, Georgetown game, you know, obviously we, we talked right. about that uh, a number of weeks ago, right? So that, that game is uh, it's played on ESPN, might be played over and over again, so wherever it is. So it's a game that's already been played, being played over, the networks are making money off through advertisement, right? But they're still the athletes make no money off of that. Do you think that uh, and the question was to me that that a player, I myself, somebody, Patrick, you know, whatever, would sue the the NCAA or the network <laughs> because you're using still our name and likeness yeah. for a game that was played 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it was, right? And, and, and so you think that's coming because I think some of the guys are talking about that as well. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think there's an issue right now. I actually had someone reach out to me. Um, about two players from Auburn that were, you know, involved in that Iron Bowl, the return. Oh, the field, the field goal return? Yeah, where they're trying to make, like, T-shirts and stuff now with the NIL, like, we can maybe profit off this. And both the, the television network that broadcasted it and Alabama, that's not the Auburn affiliate, are saying, no, we're not giving you permission to use anything from this game. And they're pretty much like, no, you got to pay X, Y, and Z if you want to use that, even though you're the player that's returning the kick. Uh, Dan Morgan, our guest, who's president and owner of uh, the Morgan Sports Group, who's representing uh, college and even some high school kids uh, in trying to, to wade through this name, image, and likeness. And as far as state law, so Dan, is there a timetable then how quickly there can be a national standard? Is there, do you guys talk about that in, inside your walls? Yeah, I'll, I would most likely, I'd probably put a 365 day deadline on it. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of crazier stuff going on with our country and Congress where this might not be a front burner type issue. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely do think that they need, there needs to be, because like I said, right now, when I talk to a player that's playing at Illinois, I have to go and do a whole, you know, check what, what exactly is the law with that player. Now I'm talking to a kid from Georgia and now I'm talking to a kid from, you know, the state of North Carolina and they all have different rules and regulations and, you know, who can represent a player, you know, let, you know wow. luckily I'm by the NBA, I'm a lawyer and I'm NCA certified in different states. 
but all right, well, are you registered with the state of Michigan? You're not. Well, now you have to go be, re be registered with the state to do this. Well, in Illinois, you don't have to be registered with the state. So it's just right. once you kind of get the clear cut laws and then within inside the states, you have schools. So I think like UPS policy is whatever Florida is doing, that's what we'll do. But Florida State has their own separate and apart rules as well. So it's just everyone needs to get on the same page. You know, this is the rules. This is what you has to be done. You got to report to compliance. You got to let us know who the brand is so we can okay it. That way there's no conflicts. I mean, I think that within a year, it's all going to, because you almost have to have it just because from the college recruiting standpoint, states like Louisiana and Florida and California now have such a bigger advantage over, you know, in Nebraska that has no really clear cut laws of what it's going. It's like, well, if we go to Florida, we know exactly what we can and can't do. As far as you go into a different school, say, well, maybe you can, you, you can try it once you get here. That's, so, I mean, that's going to be, but that's going to be a big difference from Nebraska to Florida. I'm recruiting a kid this year. I got 365 days. I'm recruiting a kid now that's really good in football, about whatever. Right? Nebraska is not going to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, at, at that point in time. So they're going to lose that player over, you know, so their program is going to go in the tank real quick over a four year period of time if they can't get the rules straight because they're going to exactly. lose players this year. I mean, most most states are at least allowing it to happen, but then once you get within the schools, everything else, yeah, I mean, everything's a player. Like I said, like in Georgia, their 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 rules are they want to like the, the player gets seventy percent of the money, the rest goes the other thirty percent goes out. In Florida, you keep all you keep all your money. So yeah, I'm gonna go to Florida over that school because I know I'm gonna get hundred percent of the money that's coming to me. I don't have this the fee split and stuff like that. Some schools too are saying, you know, you we uh, Morgan and Morgan did a uh, um, a, a marketing campaign with the line with the line from Kentucky um, and Mark Stoops, the coach there kind of said, no, you can use our jerseys. Don't worry about it. You know, just because you have a kid um, that's playing at, you know, at, at Duke, well, Duke can say, yeah, you can use him, but you better have him in a solid blue outfit. You had a kid coming out today uh, and a kid come out in two years. So you got two, you got two sons and two daughters, two whatever, right? one coming out now, one coming out in two years. What state or school would you send them to? I think California, they're really on, on the forefront of it uh, as far as letting, you know, high schools and all of that are probably the ones that are on the, of, of allowing that money to come in. I think Florida is going to be changing here quickly, too. Um, but, yeah, I think Florida and California are really leading the way. New York's another one that's kind of letting things go. Um, I know Texas, like I said, is a tough one right now for these high school kids. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if it was the way that I've been dealing with Florida's been the easiest school. Um, to work with West Virginia was actually a really easy school to work with. We did a, a deal up there um, as far as, you know, the, the coaches were all on board. They let, you know, things like that. So I think what's happening too is these coaches are realizing it. You know, the, the, the guy at Georgia that, you know, Morgan and Morgan did a deal with, they, they let us use the Georgia logo and things like that without paying for it because they knew that's going to help their recruiting. Well, if, <laughs> if, if that recruit or if that player that we, we used up there tells the recruits coming in, Oh, Georgia gave me a really hard time about the yeah, right, you know, right. stuff like that. My buddy that plays in Michigan was allowed to use it right away. They're going to talk. They're going to hear that. The kids are going to figure out what schools are bringing in the dollars. I mean, I think you're going to see the schools that are doing it are going to be the UCLA's, Kentucky's, Dukes, Kansas, you know, the, the schools that have always been good basketball schools because those are the schools that brands, one, want to attach to because they're winning programs, winning traditions. And two, they got the fan bases to kind of back it up. Well, did the agent – rules change as far as remember when agents could not contact college guys until their eligibility was up have your rules changed then 
back in that gray area. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it's a Mike, Mike, it's light gray. It's not dark gray. It's turning light gray. So, am I an agent for NILs, athletes, or am I an advisor? I'm, I'm, I'm an advisor and an attorney. That's the hat I wear when I'm doing NIL marketing type deals. I'm not talking to professional teams on the players' behalf. I'm not, you know, talking to GMs and asking their feedback on my player throughout the year. That would all be still agent violations. Um, but as far as me being able to reach out, you know, like uh, for Duke, for instance, before I could have contact with the player, I had to call Duke, let them know, you know, run through compliance. I plan on talking to so-and-so's parent. Okay, that's fine about NIL. Okay, you know, they bless me and I'm on my way. Mm -hmm. uh, but some like, yeah, you can DM a kid on Instagram and say, hey, I'm an NIL advisor. Do you want to, you know, hop on a Zoom later? I can give you the, the, the lay down of the law in, in, in Illinois. And he's like, sure. So that kind of part of it, it's where it gets, it gets murky. So if I'm only talking about marketing dollars, NIL money, I can pretty much reach out to the kids. As some schools, you have to list, let them know you're going to. Um, most, they, there should be no problems. But if I'm talking to a kid about representing him, in his future basketball career, then that's where the violations come. That's when the violation. You know, right now too, the football deals are happening. You know, the you know Morgan and Morgan are doing football deals. I'm representing primarily basketball players, and I think around that late October, November deal, uh, you know, time period is where you're going to see those deals flow. Because right now it's still football season, so mar some marketing dollars are going there. I think once it's November, December, and really into March, I think it's going to start being kind of that that yeah, March those, right. Dan, we'll see you the first of December. Then that's a, that's a <laughs> it's called conference conference time, but it don't make a difference. It's all plan. Thank you so much. Really, some great stuff, and we will talk to you in a couple of months. Have a good football season, and good luck with the agency stuff. Good luck with all your business. He is Dan Morgan, who is president founder of Morgan Sports Group. Ralph and I return right after this. Hi, this is Mac McDonald, host of Center Court. I've known Ralph Sampson for over 40 years. I watched him grow as a basketball player, achieving greatness at the University of Virginia and at the professional level. I always admired his work ethic and the things he did to be the best. Since he founded the Sampson Family Foundation, so many people, young and old, have benefited from Ralph's efforts. The mission for the foundation is simple, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. If you'd like to learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift, empower, educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Welcome back in the Winter Circle Network. This is Center Court. So, um, you want to try to go back to school? <laughs> yeah, I'm either clone myself or clone my kids. I got so many questions, Mac. It's, it's crazy what's going to happen. But you know, I can take a kid now, and, and, my, and my son's got you know social media, etc. Do a TikTok, mm -hmm. do a social media, get paid. He, he, he said seven figures. I mean, guys coming out can get seven, I mean, not just six figures, seven figures. Right. You're talking about millions of dollars. But, you know, but that's not going to be a cause of work because some of the athletes will think they can get that right and, and go to school and they don't have that bandwidth in the social media. So if the top-tier athletes can get that, yes, but it's going to be a trickle-down effect. But the greatest thing you mentioned was that 
this money goes in a pot potentially mm-hmm. if the schools can manage it, and then we'll help maybe all the athletes there with some of their expenses, whatever. So that I, I do like that piece, but it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. I, I get a million, you get a million, <laughs> somebody else gets two hundred dollars, you know. So they, what's gonna happen, right? I'm gonna be mad. I got two hundred dollars. Well, here was the in in listening to Dan here was you know because the last question I asked him was about okay, what about the agent game? You know, you remember. You know, you were, it was your junior, senior year. I'm sure agents were calling you, coming to the lawn, coming to Terry Holland's house, the phone calls. And I'm sure it was a, you know, it was an onslaught. So now Dan Morgan can go in and say, okay, no, no, no. I'm not going to represent you for your NBA or NFL career, but I can talk to you now about name, image, and likeness. Now, what a catch 22 that is. I can talk to you about nil. I can help you with Pepsi and, and deodorant ads, right guard, but. I can't really advise you on your your NBA contract. Some of those big guys, though, right, their name, image, and likeness contracts could be bigger in some respects than their first initial professional contract if you're not the top, you know, right. number one picks, right? Right. So you can go ahead and bank that money to begin with before you get your, you know, if I'm 30th pick in the NBA, okay, great, but I still got some name, image, and likeness money coming in, so I could be all right. Yeah. So, and- so. Agents gonna, I mean, they got to have a whole new division. I mean, that's why I said, Dan, you might need to hire some more people because you got to have a whole division <laughs> to recruit athletes that way, just on name, image, and likeness, but also going to their professional careers as well. But I, I don't know how. I mean, I'm interested. We we need to get a Tony Bennett, somebody on here, coach wise. Say, how are you gonna recruit now? Yeah, how are you exactly. Gonna kids to come to your school with the name, image, and likeness. Right. All right. Uh, final question then. When we, because we talk about kids and the other sports and 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 maybe music or their actors or whatever it might be, and they can use their own name, image, and likeness. Despite not having a standardized law or you know national law with NCAA and Congress working together, don't you think, for the most part, Ralph, this is fair? Oh, I think it's fair. I just think it's going to be crazy. But I mean, as he mentioned as well, I mean, the country's in flux right now with everything that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm uh, President Biden, whatever, and, and the powers be, I'm not really concerned about name, image, and likeness right now with, it, with COVID and Afghanistan and the borders and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, Haiti and stuff going on. I'm not quite concerned about that yet. I will be, you know, maybe later on. But mm-hmm. right now, I think everybody's going to just go at it hard as they can because they, they I think, a gold rush. You know, uh, in name and image and likeness, and so why not capitalize on that right now and let the chips fall where they may? So it's going to be interesting to see. And what one agency said, and I'll leave you with this as we go. One agency said they are getting contacted by two hundred players a day. I'm the agent. I would contact the player. Now the players contacted me. Yeah. Have a great week. Uh, we'll uh, we'll let this breathe a little bit, and I'll talk to yeah, you next week. Get it marinated a little bit. It's going to be a nice. Uh, All right, for Ralph Sampson, I'm Mac McDonald, and that's Center Court for this week. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winter Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift, empower, Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.